Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Blank Slate and thanks for pushing play. This is your host, one of your hosts I should say, Chris Mullet here, back to talk some hoops. And god damn it, you know I want to talk some hoops. I have two fine gentlemen over Skype with me today. They are both uh, your other hosts of the Blank Slate. One is official, and that is Rich Camalucci. Yep, uh, we're both also here in Chicago, and I don't know about you guys, but I am, I am over the moon excited to talk about some summer league. I, you would be the one. <laughs> you would be. You would, I would be more excited to talk with Tope about that WNBA game he went to several weeks ago than talk about summer league. You're missing out, man. And that's only because of whoever he was with at the time. The other person that is in Chicago is your uh, your third host of the Blank Slate, and by that I mean we have him on every single time we talk basketball, Tony Cole. Happy to be the third wheel on this basketball tricycle. Damn right, man. Who would... <laughs> I asked this question, but everyone's talking about who's on the Mount Rushmore of basketball and everything. Who would be the three wheels of a tricycle of basketball was something I was about to ask, and that is a stupid idea. Like in all of basketball history? Yeah. Hmm... Jordan, Russell, LeBron? Sounds good to me. Question mark? <laughs> so I was kind of interpreting a tricycle as something pretty different. <laughs> I would love to know what you were thinking. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking of it more as like, all right, well, a tricycle is kind of like a goofy, childish thing. So like, who who are like the all-time cousins. goofy, childish <laughs> people in the NBA? So yeah. Boogie, I had on there. Um, Swaggy P. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, and Iverson? <laughs> no, no, Dirk. No, but Dirk, Dirk's like a fun, childish. Like, That's what I mean. Fun. Plus, he's funny to imagine riding a tricycle. Imagine. <laughs> That's fair. All right, I'm sold. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway. so before, I almost went off on another tangent, but let, let's get to the meat that we're doing today. So we had our NBA, our big-ass NBA pre, preseason blowout, uh, and life got in the way of us talking any other basketball throughout the season. So we're here today to put the official bow on the 2015-2016 NBA season and already look towards next season with the bonkers uh, free agency period that we've already that we're pretty much wrapped up with because everyone that means anything is already signed to a team uh so we have a little bit of a a bullet point agenda here we're going to go through let's just start with thoughts on the regular season of of the nba this year what were your biggest takeaways teams you were surprised with teams you were disappointed with tony you kind of brought this subject up if i want to kick it to you to start it off well, sure. Um, I think probably, uh, well, the biggest surprise I think for everybody is that the Warriors set the single season wins record. Um, 73 and 9 doesn't really happen every day. Um, hasn't ever happened before. And I thought that was uh, super impressive for a team coming off a title. Um, since everybody always kind of talks about how it's hard to get motivated for the season after the championship and kind of the winners hangover. Uh, but the Warriors, I mean, they came out of the block and won how many straight? 20-some straight? 20, I want to say like 25? 
Yeah, I was going to say it was like, like somewhere in the mid-20s, um, yeah. and then it just didn't take their foot off the gas. Um, and I admire the hell out of the way that they did that. That was really, really fun to watch and uh, made the season really fun all the way to the last night. They, they were able to do that also while, especially early on, being able to really pace the, the amount of minutes like their stars got. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're up 30 going into the fourth quarter, you're going to sit Steph. Yeah. I mean, but the fact that they were able to be in a position to do that so frequently, so, yeah. so much, that's that's crazy as well, which should have worked out better for them, huh? You would have thought. Yeah, they were a good little team. Um, <laughs> Decent. <laughs> they, they, they did all right. Uh they got Luke Walton a, a, a head coaching job, and it actually seems like like the best coaching hire of, of recent times. So that that says something. That's um, a good hire. Uh, is he with the Lakers? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like did they finally put down Byron Scott? Yeah, actually, uh, if you listen very, very, uh, very, very intently, you can hear the whimpers of him still with his last breaths outside of the Staples Center. And now he's dead. You can you could still hear him calling D'Angelo Russell childish and benching him for no reason. Yeah. In favor of Kobe. Talk about failing fucking upwards. Oh, Scott? Kobe? Jesus. No, <laughs> no fucking Byron Scott. Like, yeah, I know he made like two NBA finals when the East, like... When Kenny and Martin can be your third best player, and that means you made the NBA Finals, but they went to the fucking Cavs, and then like, how do you fucking get the Laker job after you fucking did nothing with the Cavs? Granted, there wasn't much to do anyway, but I mean, I think I've said this on on the pod before, but the fact that Byron Scott has won the Coach of the Year award before should immediately tell everybody the Coach of the Year award is completely worthless. Mm -hmm. Two words, Mike Brown. Yeah, that's true. He also won it before, <laughs> and I'm and I I I do not believe that Rick Carlisle has ever won it. Nope. nope. So there you go. Yeah, means nothing. Uh, Rich, big takeaway. Uh, non non warriors. On the warriors, or non warriors from non warriors. Um. I mean, those were like the big stories, right? I guess another big takeaway could just kind of be uh, the Spurs, um, like also yeah. kind of motivating, or not motivating, but like helping facilitate the record actually being set by nipping on their heels the whole way there. Yeah, they were what sixty-seven and fifteen, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not shabby. Not shabby at all. Um, it'll be interesting with what we know now to see this new era for them and kind of where everything goes. Which I'm sure we'll get to later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say the uh, every year, you know, thinking back off the top of my head to our preseason predictions, the the epic fail and the surprising consistency happens every year. Like this year, we all had the trailblazers pegged to fall off the face of the earth because of everything that happened. And now they're still one of the most exciting teams out in the West and are going to probably be a staple in the playoffs for years to come. 
Uh, whereas, like, a team like the Magic, who we all were like, man, like, I, I think they might sneak into the playoffs. And if they do, like, it's going to be a lot of fun because it's going to be reminiscent of, you know, like an early Thunders team with their youth. And now it's like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. That front office has no idea what to do. It's just... I, my biggest takeaway is that nothing ever really changes because, you know, there's always, you know, you have a team that is a through-and-through through dramatic mess despite the fact that they're good, like the Clippers. Like, there's no reason why the Clippers, with their talent, shouldn't have been, you know, possibly better than the fourth-best team in the West, and then Blake Griffin just started punching people. Um, there's no reason why... Toronto would be, you know, not like the second or third best sneaky East team that nobody can name more than three players on. Like, there's always that stuff going on, and then this year it it happened, but it just led to a really good year in terms of, uh, I think, of on-court basketball, but kind of a a less (laughs) exciting year in terms of news beyond the Warriors Um, because everything was kind of status quo. Well, I'll, I'll say I'll say this real quick about the Raptors as well. <clears throat> um, like, I think they're due a little bit more credit than that, where they were a solid number two seed in the East uh, and made it significantly further in the playoffs than they have in their entire franchise history. Oh, of course, I meant more. I meant that more so to like a general population, not not to like us that like are like dedicated no, no, no. NBA fans. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I'm just more so saying like they had a a, a much better year than 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 you kind of gave credit for in there. But sure, no, I, yeah, I, I didn't mean to like discredit them at all. But how much of that good year from the Raptors is is kind of by default of the rest of the East being any good and the, the Raptors being in the Shatlantic Division? Look, the East on the whole wasn't as bad as it as it. Has really been it, for most of the last hell twenty years. I, I sort of disagree because, I mean, there were teams that had good records, but there was never a point in the East playoffs where anybody, including the three of us, if we're being honest, and including a paranoid Cleveland fan like Mullet, there wasn't a point where any of us thought any team in the East had even a 1% chance of beating the Cavs in a series. Never a moment. Not, not even a second was, was any of us thinking, oh, yeah, somebody else might conceivably come out of the East. It was, it was completely a foregone conclusion in a way that the West was like, well, you thought maybe San Antonio could do it. And then they got knocked out. And then, it, I mean, OKC was up 3-1 to one on the Warriors. It was, yeah. I mean... <clears throat> But, I don't know for I as mean, dominant as uh, you know the Warriors were. I thought the West playoffs were were you know certainly better, and that the West was still a much better conference. I mean, you can still parse it like this. Basically, <clears throat> the East had one team that was yes. overall going to get through to the finals, whereas the West had three Four. teams that had an outside shot, and even then, it was more or less a foregone conclusion that one was definitely going to do it. So. Yeah. In terms of like parity, it's it doesn't seem all that different to me if you're gonna parse it like that. Um, I mean, I'm just saying historically, they had an overall better year. Yeah, that I, I, yeah. I agree with Rich in, in his yeah. point in that it was it was a it was a on paper a 
surprising step in the right direction to where you could surmise that maybe they were a little bit more competitive with the West than usual and that the West wasn't eight teams deep as usual. In that, and you could call that a negative for the league as a whole, but maybe you could say that's because the East was getting a teeny bit better and evening itself out. Not majorly, but just enough to where it showed that way. And a lot more kind of like uh, teams that are on the, the, the up and coming, like your your Boston and your um, uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Don't say Charlotte. Um, you know. <laughs> Be serious. Be serious. Kemba. Uh, you know, I, I'd even throw Miami in there. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm sure oh, we will. will. But a lot of new blood. A lot of new blood coming up. Uh, so, yeah. so I, I think that's a good summation of the regular season. We're already kind of starting to talk about the playoffs a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of kick it off playoff-wise. Um. Was anybody else a little disappointed in the playoffs this year yeah. for the sheer number of just crap blowout games that we had? I've always, always, always favored a first-round five-game series. Yep. That's how I've always liked it. I don't know if it's just what I grew up with, but, um, yeah, uh, and and there's been, you know, in the last 10 years, a lot of really great first-round series. But, I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem worth it. There's more urgency in a five-game series, especially when you have three more three-game series to go. Or seven-game series. Um, I don't know what it was, though, about just, like, the matchups in general. Just way too many blowouts. I can understand that point. Um... Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of blowouts. The games weren't super great. I would say with the definite exception of uh, the Warriors' Thunder, obviously. But there were, I mean, there were just, like, a lot of bad series. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were, actually, I'm, I'm just looking at it now. In the, in the West, there was only one first-round series that even made it to six games. Um, that was Portland beating the Clippers. Um, in the East, actually, we had two seven-game series in the first round, uh, Miami, and then a seven-game series in the second round, Miami. And after that was, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, there was a seven-game series in the in the conference finals, and then the finals was a seven-gamer. So I, I don't know. I thought there was, there was a decent amount of competition. Decent amount of competition. There were some stinkers. I mean... Uh, Golden State's first two rounds were definitely stinkers. Um, but even in those longer series, a majority of those games right, were decided by the third quarter. That that was my that was my thing. Yeah. Was not the duration of series, the but games the duration themselves. Of, yeah. The games themselves. Like, look, I, I love hearing Breen, Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson talk total bullshit for, <laughs> for thirty minutes, God like they did on a couple of those conference finals and finals games. Like they were just flat out talking movies and television. At one point. Yeah. And it was riveting. <laughs> but it still stinks that, you know, we're not on the edge of our seat. And granted, I got that 50-fold in Game 7 of the Finals. So I really should not have to complain. But it just was a little 
sad because of the potential that it always has, especially with the talent and the teams involved. So, yeah. uh, anybody else have anything to add there? Any any like um, again, kind of shocks or surprises for results throughout the playoffs? Everything kind of played out how we thought it would, but any anything else that kind of that sticks out? Uh, two small surprises. Um, I guess just kind of the way Oklahoma City was able to handle San Antonio. Um, yeah, that was, was really mine. Pretty surprising to me. Um, and then uh, the fact that the Mavs were able to take one game off Oklahoma City, even I thought was pretty surprising. Um, to even bring that series to five games, I thought was uh, pretty embarrassing for Oklahoma City. Um, but no, I mean, aside from that, uh, most surprising thing I saw in the playoffs, probably Clay Thompson's Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals performance. <laughs> Definitely one of the best finals performances I've ever, or the best playoff game performances I've ever seen in my life. Um, Golden State had no business being in that game, and he just couldn't miss. Absolutely couldn't miss. It was awesome. Yeah. And, and... That's another thing I think about these playoffs that was a little underwhelming is we kind of got treated to performances like that by the Warriors as a whole on at least a monthly basis, if not a little bit more frequently than that. And and it feels like there should have been at least like three more games like that throughout this postseason from them. And they're just... There just wasn't. And we'll get to Steph Curry in the playoffs later, or now even. But one thing I, I was pleasantly, I don't know, surprised, but I was just like a, a proud alum to see Billy Donovan's uh, coming out party as a coach. Yeah, it was, I mean, might be his, might be his last for a while. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, it was it was good to see what we already knew. And great, I mean, he had a rough start in terms of acclimating, but who's how would you not expect that transition to be a little rough? But I think especially with what he did against the world champions in that game plan, he showed that he is going to have what it takes to to stick around. Maybe. Um I mean, I thought that he did a really really nice job but that he was ultimately undone by the fact that Russell Westbrook exists uh, I, well look I mean there's I think we're at a point in, in in his career now it's what year seven or eight for Russ where it's just like kind of is what he is like he's going to make mistakes that cost you a playoff series and definitely made more than one in that game six where you just shake your head and go like, Jesus, any other point guard in the league would have just held the ball instead of, you know, there was that one play where, you know, there were like 18 seconds left on the shot clock. And for whatever reason, when they're up, he just drives right at Andre Iguodala and Iguodala just steals it, outlets it to clay, bang, three games tied. Westbrook comes down, turns it over again. It's like, God damn, pass the ball, dude. Like, I see why Durant wanted to leave now. He'd been playing with this guy for so long. It was, it was, I mean, and, you know, as a coach, you just got to be sitting there shaking your head saying, like, what the fuck do we do with this guy? Yeah, Durant's been playing, like, 
like a seven year game of pickup basketball with the guy that's like absolutely fantastic, but you know is like gonna piss you off by the end of your third game. Absolutely. Absolutely. That that's that's Westbrook in a nutshell. Um uh, for me, uh, I would say, again, like, I'm really on, like, this Trailblazers team, man. I, I, of course, with what happened with the Clippers, absolutely physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually falling apart. Um, but I, I'm not so sure that that series would have played out almost the exact same way. Just they- from the the heart and the vigor and just the team just being a team that the Trailblazers are Rich. yeah uh, Dame uh, Damian Lillard but might be one of my like favorite three players in the league right now he, and he plays with a fucking as long as he always plays with a chip on his shoulder which as long as he stays in Portland I think that's plenty enough reason to have a chip on your shoulder because they're always you know gonna have that sort of inferiority complex um after what has happened the past couple weeks i can officially say he is my favorite non-cavalier basketball player what's happened the past couple weeks oh nothing we'll get there later so for dame no no, i I mean like there was somebody else that was my favorite non-cavs basketball player Uh, who no longer is in that position yeah i think (laughs) Uh, Alan Crab, um, but uh, but yeah, um, Alan Crab. <laughs> I didn't make it more. We'll get there. Curry. Oh my god. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, just to wrap up uh, my love for fucking Dame Lillard. Um, it's it's amazing how he put that fucking team on his shoulders, and him and CJ just were able to to do what they totally should not have been able to do. Um. Are they ever going to get better than this? Probably not. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I, I would love to that. see it. I just am not holding my breath. They only won 44 games last year. I think that their ceiling is substantially higher than that. I hope you're right. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of teams around them got worse. The teams that finished like, like in in their vicinity got worse in the off season, in my opinion. Um, I also think and, there's going to be some. And teams, I think they're favored to win that division. I also think there's going to be some teams that aren't going to be as bad uh, next year and like make a jump. Like, fucking talk about biggest disappointments of the season, like the Pelicans and fucking Anthony Davis, yeah. like. For as excited as, as we were about Davis going into the season, it hurts. Um, also, that Timberwolves team, man, they're going to be really good. Yeah, they're uh, they're uh, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, is that like a sleeper to make the playoffs next year? I don't know if we want to jump into that yet. I would, I'll get in later, but I'll just go ahead and say I they are no sleeper. I think they are definitely in the playoffs next year. Yeah. Next year, I think we're definitely back to uh, uh, the uh, status quo ante uh, in terms of the West being just so much better than the East. Because, like, the T-Wolves are, are coming up. The Jazz are coming up. And no one's really going to drop out. I mean, I still think 
the Thunder are going to be decent, you know, probably right around that 40 to 45 wins mark. You know, I think the Mavs are going to be in that same vicinity. I think the Grizzlies are going to be in that vicinity. I don't really see anybody dropping out, but yeah, the T-Wolves got better, the Jazz got better, and I don't really see anybody dropping out. And it's going to be harder to make it. I can see the Clippers kind of slipping a little bit. Yeah, Something's going to get with them. And the fact they're going to trade Blake. Yeah, they have to. Well, they've already signed his replacement, Maurice Spades. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't sleep on the fact that the Thunder could get rid of Westbrook at any time, too. Yeah. They could. Like, That's true. Like So that, that immediately drops that team out of the playoffs. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and that that's causes somebody to come back up. Um, that's true. So all this led into uh, the NBA Finals. We haven't uh, we haven't discussed those yet. Well, why don't you go ahead and start it, Mullet? Why don't you maybe let some things out? Ah. Ah. It feels so good to never have to give a fuck anymore. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. We fired our coach and sent him back to Europe. Ha! We hired like the 11th best player on a championship team as our coach. Who's great? He's a great coach. Aha! I don't know why I'm talking like Chappelle. <laughs> I just realized I'm talking like Chappelle. Kevin uh, Love is an idiot. Today, it finally, finally, and to quote Rocky, and I think I did this on another podcast recently. Besides my kid being born, which it hasn't happened yet, so at this very moment, it was the greatest moment of my life. Jeez, Mullet, act like you've been there before. I haven't! I will act however I want to act. And again, there, there there is nothing, there is nothing anybody ever can say that will take anything, that will make it even a smaller smidgen bit worse or crappy or bad at all. I don't care. It could come out tomorrow that LeBron James has been on steroids since the age of seven. I would have been like, yeah, well, we have a professional sports championship. Good for him. I mean, I can do my best to try to uh, whittle away at this accomplishment if you want. (laughs) Nothing nothing you can do. (laughs) Nothing. I will have an answer for everything. (laughs) Um, No, never mind. Never mind. I think I'm just going to let you have this. I think Thanks. I might just let you have this. Yeah. I don't it, think I'm going to try to shit on it. Again, it's it's what I it's what I said on Married Movies recently with Sam, where you know, not to get like weepy or sentimental about it, but the way that I was able to experience it for me personally, I couldn't have asked anything. Like even if we like if we had won and I would have here at home like by myself or like even like out with you guys, it would have been great and it would have been exactly the same. But I was in the middle of the ocean on a boat. With my family, with my mom, my dad, my sister, Sam, drunk as hell. 
and was able to experience it like in a giant group of people who were all rooting for Cleveland, which terrified me like you would not believe because nobody ever roots for Cleveland. And there was not a single person I met on that boat before I got into that room to watch that game that were not saying, hey, man, go Cleveland. Because I was wearing my LeBron jersey. And I was like, stop. Just don't do it. You're asking you're set, for it. You're setting me up for heartbreak. And the fucking Porter, when we jumped our bags off, man, you guys going to do it tonight. No, come on, man. Like, did you not watch Cleveland? I did three times. Like, please, come on. Uh, so, yeah. So and it, and it finally, finally, finally happened. And I cried tears of joy. And I had three glasses of champagne I shouldn't have had. And I threw up all over myself. <laughs> and it was worth every goddamn second of it. Well, I think I speak for, uh, I don't know, maybe the population of Cuyahoga County when I say I'm happy for you. <laughs> oh, fuck that, man. They're like... Because I've watched every single Cleveland fan reaction video there is and every bit of the parade. I've seen J.R. Smith lift a child over his head to the Lion King 25 times. And every time I say, like, man, good for Cleveland. Like, everyone's like, you know what? Fine. You guys get one. Because also, whatever can be said about the previous six games for whatever officiating and suspensions or whatever, that Game 7 was a through-and-through clean ass game that had no controversy in it whatsoever and we finally had it turn our way and we just were the better team for one game that's all that mattered so for the substance of the series and you brought this up earlier about uh, LeBron choosing to fire the coach in the middle of the season (laughs) Um, now do you think that uh, having had experience being stepped over by AI during the playoffs, that uh, Lou basically told LeBron, like, hey, man, you ought to try to step over Draymond if you can, because he'll get really pissed off. Number one, if David Blatt's eyes were in the same direction, he would have seen it coming. Number two, if that's the case, then hey, that was the only game they lost in that series, so maybe Tyrone Lou was right. I'm talking about the old Sixers-Lakers series. It worked. Right. Doesn't matter. Also, Draymond was going to do something to fuck up at some point in that series. He is a ticking time bomb, and I'm glad that he's already getting arrested for things. Because the sooner that he is a fat, bloated Nick, the better it is for my cholesterol and my sanity. Like, that happens in five years, right? No, I don't think so. Why is that? I think he's going to finish his career with more championships than LeBron. <laughs> ooh, 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 how much money can we put on this, please? I'll throw 50 on it right now. Uh, well, how many zeros after it? <laughs> uh, how many do you want? I will seriously bet like $500. That okay, because he's only got to get two more. <laughs> so you said more than LeBron. Oh, Okay, well, he's only got to get three more. Yeah, I'm still comfortable with that. <laughs> Draymond Green is going to end his career with four rings. Well, and LeBron's going to end it with three. I yeah, can see it. dude, have you, like, seen the team Draymond's going to be playing with now? That ain't a team. That's, that's those yeah. are a bunch of guys thrown together. <laughs> okay. 
You know, I, that sounds awfully familiar. Well, <laughs> it didn't work at first. <laughs> and until it did. Until it worked pretty well. Hey, guess what? Two more rings just gets us tied up. Well, that's only two years away, so. Yeah. Draymond will still only be like 26. <laughs> Whatever. Do you guys want to say anything about the finals that aren't fully unbiased like mine are? Um, I know the one thing I'll say is that I really wish um, <clears throat> we could have seen a... Uh, it's, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to believe, whether it was health or just performance. I would have liked to have seen the Steph Curry that we saw throughout the regular season in the finals. It was health. I, it was I, health. I, I, I like to think it was, but, you know, it... It wasn't health last year, and he didn't have a stellar finals last year. Well, for those in the audience who are podcast junkies, I'm going to recommend that you uh, listen to, I believe it was the True Hoop podcast um, from right around the time the finals was uh, occurring, where uh, all the guys who were like the beat reporters, um, you know, for the Cavs and the Warriors, et cetera, um, Ethan Strauss and Windhorst and all those guys were saying like, uh, yeah, the, the Warriors weren't reporting it, but when you went into the locker room after the game, there was a massive bandage on uh, Steph's knee, and he basically mm. couldn't move. It's like when he sprained his knee in, was it the second round when he sprained his knee? Yeah. Yes. Um, that he basically never recovered from that, and they just sent him back out. Which and he was, seems yeah, and he pretty was reasonable, play. given that he lost his burst and his shooting form was off, and just all the stuff that you would like need your knees to be in decent shape for. He just completely lost it. And just being out there as a decoy. Yeah, more or less. It was. I mean, yes, it was very sad to watch, and I really, really wish that he was at full strength because I think it would have been awesome to watch those two teams go at it yeah. like at full strength because. Now the Warriors are going to have this whole, like, well, Draymond was suspended and Bogut was out and Curry was hurt and Iguodala was back spasming and all that. And the Cavs fans last year obviously have legitimate gripes about Kyrie being out and Love being out um, and basically playing with six men. But, I mean, it would be really fun to watch those two teams actually play at full strength for seven games and see what happens because it hasn't happened yet. I'd, I'd love nothing more. I think it's going to happen next year. Yeah. Only now they got uh, Durant. I'm good. <laughs> I've seen enough. I think. I think we. I think. I think it's a tie. I think one-one is a good solid tie. You know. So. So then, who do you have making it from the East then? Uh, you know, I think. Uh, watch out for them Lakers. They could do some things. The East. The East. Who do you have oh, coming east. out of the East then? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Uh, Bucks, baby. Um, okay, serious question. Um, now that LeBron has has brought a championship to Cleveland, mm-hmm. all due in part to the motivation set upon by Pat Riley. I have no idea who that is. Go on. Uh, does he become less of a, a of a of a fucking social wackadoo? 
And does he like stop subtweeting motherfuckers? And does he like stop with all the fucking psychobabble bullshit, like passive aggressive, passive aggression? Whatever works. That's, <laughs> that's my honest assessment of it. Like, it worked. And it's worked in the past. I mean, maybe. I, I, I don't think he's wired that way. I think he's wired to, you know, to, to be the best and to act a certain way. And he's seen how it's been a positive, you know, MO in the past. So why would he change it? May he, like, lighten up on the gas because the epic amount of pressure that no one should ever have to go through as often? Yeah, yeah, I, I could foresee that happening, but... I'm just asking him to stop being such a fucking weirdo. How is he a weirdo for fucking... Because he subtweeted like, his point guard the whole season long and then fired the coach in the middle of the season. You don't really see that happen with a lot of guys. Maybe more people should do it. I mean, look, obviously, uh, from a results standpoint, you can't really complain about it. Sure. And it worked. And, you know, LeBron showed up huge. But, I mean... If I was his teammate, I'd be like, that dude's an asshole. I mean, thank you for the ring, but dude's an asshole. Yeah. And, I mean, just from my own experience, I've seen I've seen LeBron achieve the same results in just, like, a much looser, more jovial fashion. That's that's the guy I'm used to. That's, yeah. like, dark and sinister and, like, fucking treating people like, like dirt. Did you see him cry? Did you see him cry? It's my quarterback, man. <laughs> no, I mean, look, like, again, serious question, Mullet. Serious question, I can't, and I, I'm please. Serious question, and I'm not asking this just, just to be churlish. I'm asking it a little bit to be churlish, but serious question: Does it cheapen the championship at all because it's not LeBron's first? Would it have meant more if? if LeBron and Cleveland had together won their first championship. Doesn't, for me, doesn't cheapen it at all. Actually, to me, it meant a little bit more. Honestly, it really meant more to me because he came back. Okay. Because okay. I, I really do buy into the, like we've discussed and Gilbert has said and other people have said, that was, that was him going to college. He needed to get away, he, and he realized the gravity of it. And he realized that that's where he wanted to be, and that's what he was meant to do. And because he did it in that fashion, I was able to appreciate it more because I really, really started to think that it wouldn't happen when he left. You mean in spite of the Comic Sans letter saying that they were going to do it before him? Comic Sans is a great font, and whoever decides to use it, that's their prerogative. They put it in Microsoft Word for a reason. Sometimes 11-year-old girls use Microsoft Word. That's that's why they put it there. <laughs> Sometimes 11-year-old girls are billionaire mortgage company owners. <laughs> no, it's crazy. He's got so much fucking money for such an idiot. He's got, he's got so much money for a business that I'm sure is fucking seedy and shitty as shit. And I can't so, wait till LeBron owns that team one day. He will probably buy it out of receivership from the Securities and Exchange Commission after they <laughs> take down Quicken Loans. <laughs> He will probably buy it with his Space Jam 2 money. Oh, my God. Uh, the house that yeah. Space Jam 2 built. Yep. Hey, 
maybe I just rename it the gun, you know? <laughs> Stuff the quick and loans arena. Name it name whatever you want, I don't care. But yeah, it, it's whatever. I, that's the worst part of it is that Dan Gilbert is now an owner that won an NBA title. I actually felt bad because when I was in the middle of my like third glass of champagne, uh, and they were presenting a trophy, I yelled really loudly in front of a bunch of strangers. Look at this dumb, stupid ass kid! <laughs> oh boy! And I mean, I could have been a lot worse. Like there was other words I could have said that I didn't say, but I still feel like people were like, "Man, that was kind of unnecessary." But I, it didn't. Matter. Yeah, he's was... got special needs. Yeah, but. <laughs> He didn't do anything. And, and the city of Cleveland has especially needed a championship for over 60 years. Exactly. So this isn't about you right now. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at. That's what all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, so there's anybody that was at right. the, the on-air club on deck three of the Freedom of the Seas that I offended during Game 7 and NBA Finals. I apologize to my fans. I know it wasn't the Golden State Warriors uh, fan who I ended up playing uh, a plenty of poker with. It actually helped me win thirteen hundred dollars immediately after. Whoa! Um, yeah, I I uh, I finished uh, the celebration with my family. Uh, Sam went to bed. Her final total was I'd had twenty four beers that day so far. Oh my god! Uh, and three glasses of champagne. I immediately went to the uh, the three card poker table. Uh, when I shouldn't have been walking. Uh, still wearing my Just a Kid from Akron shirt and my finals hat, which is now my lucky hat, because I played three-card poker, and in a span of 20 minutes, I won $1,300. <laughs> I then got my chips, I somehow made it to my room, and I threw the fuck up. That's awesome, man. Oh, that sounds said, like a great night. I wish I had a story like that. Yeah. It was the best. It was the best. If... If Kevin and Tyrone, my two good personal friends that are now my official Lucky Charms, besides my unborn daughter, um, are hearing this right now, I'll never forget you. You're the reason that, that we did it, because you guys were my rocks and making sure that I was okay. And while my sister and my mom were hugging each other in celebration, I was hugging you guys instead. <laughs> because you were making sure, hey, is this guy going to live? You were there for me. Appreciate it, Kevin and Tyrone. All right, Mullet, I have I have one last question for you. Please, I, I'll do this all day, man. No, no, no. One, one final question, because all of us have been lucky enough to have our teams win the NBA championship within the last, say, six or seven years. Um, right. I'm a, a Dallas Mavs fan. Uh, Rich, of course, is a Heat fan. Um, so are there any guys that got a ring with your team that you feel – Awful about them getting a ring. Hmm. That's an excellent question. Let me think about it. If you asked me a year ago, it was a J.R. Smith, but now he's just a big. Now you kind of like him, yeah. He's great. Uh, he's a big shirtless goof. Yep. Or if we give one to Verajao, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, 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 but you can't hate Verajao. He was with the team for like 10 years. Yeah. Fuck Anderson Verajao. The Cavs waived him. It's not like he asked to leave. Fuck him and his fucking curly butt hair. That's some cold shit, dude. I won't have that. I won't have that. 
he played like a little bitch. <laughs> the same way he played for you guys for a decade. He was yeah, yeah. He was flopping for you for for years. Those are just good hard plays. <laughs> in the past I like five, this. I in like the previous this. five months, he he became a totally different person. LeBron didn't recognize him anymore. And also, how do you not waive him? He was making $9 million. Well, look, I'm not saying they shouldn't have waived him. I'm saying that you should not hold a grudge against him. All I right, think man. that's a little harsh. Occupational hazard. Your call. James Jones, you're fine with that? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't do anything. I, mean, I do love that in the press conference, or the, the, the parade, LeBron was like, everyone's talking about how I've been in six straight finals. No one's talking about the fact that James Jones has been in six straight finals. I'm like, well, yeah, it's James Jones. Uh, yeah, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's James Jones. Um, no, I, I think I'm good with everybody. I'm, I'm happy Richard Jefferson got one. I hated that signing at first, and God, I could not have changed my mind when the season started any quicker, especially in the playoffs. He was vital to to what we needed um yeah it was crazy he was like a really weird matchup problem for the warriors a lot of the time just fucking great defense gave 150 percent every play loved everything he gave to us um (laughs) the person i'm saddest has a ring is fucking kevin love (laughs) again i think for obvious reasons yeah, I mean, God bless him. I mean, I don't think we're going to give him a ring. I think we just bought him that $250 uh, championship belt, and we we're just going to tell him that's all he's getting. Um, <laughs> but he needed to play one play of defense this entire season, and he did it. <laughs> well, when the rubber meets the road, after you've played every possible game, and it's down to the last possible second he can choose to play defense, he finally does. He finally did it. Um, he would be the only one. He gave every, everybody, everybody else did fine. I, I mean, Kyrie, you could have argued, could have been co-MVP for how outstanding he was those last three games. Um, he was absolutely the guy who... Those, those finals completely changed what I thought he was capable of doing. I did yeah, not exactly. have much of a, a feeling of, of, of him having uh, a, a lot higher ceiling than just being like a volume scoring guard when it didn't count. I thought but he was he, he showed the hell up, yeah. Oh, I thought I so thought, too. That was I, thought, why I was I, very I, confident of the Warriors winning. I thought he was going to just, just, just die like he always does. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to disappear at moments. I didn't think he was going to be, like, flat out. I thought he was going to be a little Westbrooky in terms of his consistency, you know, on both ends of the ball. But, no, he, he stepped up, and I'm super excited to see him in the future and what he has. Uh, Tristan Thompson's a goddamn animal, and I know it's, it's worth, every, worth every fucking penny. And I can't believe I'm saying that a year after the fact, but worth every penny. I know um, that contract looks looks so normal now under the new CBA. Yeah. It was an abomination last year, but now it looks fine. Yeah, well, even even beyond the CBA, just what he provides, especially in the playoffs, he just goes into another fucking gear in the playoffs, and you can't. There's not many people that get like that, like he does on the glass and on the defensive end, and it's so valuable. Um, especially after Bogut was out, he was. Yeah. He was he was just bossing the glass at both ends. Yeah, 
Um, fucking, I'm happy for Delhi for everything he did for us last year. Keep getting them checks, Delhi. I'm proud of you for oh. making an absurd amount of money and doing nothing. How much did he sign for with the box? I think it was like four years, like, I want to say like 40 million or something. Might even been more. Um, Race, pulling up yeah. right now. Uh, he signed a four-year, thirty-eight million dollar deal. So he's making goodness. Nine he's and making a half. Nine, nine and a half a year. And the Bucks have fucking two point guards already. <laughs> well, they're probably not going to hold on to uh, MCW, right? He's already not on that team, isn't he? Oh wait, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, they already no. have somebody. Hold on. I remember when it happened. I'm like, wait a second. Don't they have... Uh, they have one of the roster right now. Sorry, I just have to figure this out. They have... I can hear the typing. It was very... Yeah, it is, it is MCW. Sorry. MCW and... Um... Delfino or something? No. Well, they have Vasquez. They have Grievous Vasquez. Okay. And then Bayless is a two-guard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, lineup of guards. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but no, yeah, they're, they're, long story short, no, I'm happy for all of them. They all, yeah. they all deserve it. Well, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Now, I, now you guys want to talk free agency? Yeah, Rich, do you want to talk some free agency? <laughs> yeah, Rich. Hell, Hell yeah, dude, let's do this. Go off. <clears throat> Go off. You start. Two words. D. Wade. Hey, you know what, man? Um, 13 hard-fought years. He sacrificed a lot of his body for the Miami Heat. Um, it's unfortunate that they weren't able to come to terms. Um, and and I get, I get it. I understand, you know, how, how important it is to go home, you know? I, I've heard that somewhere before. Um, it's just unfortunate that Dwayne Wade is going to a, a, a fucking dumpster fire of a basketball situation he is a part of the kindling in in that fire yeah uh (laughs) it's just such a mess and this town is apoplectic it's awesome (laughs) um i I look forward to going to see a game uh with him uh playing where they Uh, where they allow 150 points (laughs) yeah um I, Mavs, Mavs, Bulls. Next year we're going. Let's do. Uh, I'll, fuck that. I want to go Bulls Heat. We'll go to they both. Could, they could cumulative every game that they have could cumulatively be like three hundred and fifty points, like it's, every single time. It's gonna be. It's gonna be rough for for Bulls fans. Um, I meant to say two fifty, but I stick to three fifty. If if I could have seen Wade go anywhere that wasn't staying with the Heat. I honestly would have liked to have seen him gone to the Bucks, which were apparently like at one point on the table. Who knows how real that was? Yeah, that would have been really interesting. I agree. He would have been um, a good, solid veteran presence on that team, like a Paul Pierce going to yeah. um, Washington. going to the the Nets and the um, the Wizards. Wizards, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Like it would have been interesting, but yeah, um, he didn't. Um, so he is no longer in Miami. Um, I'm looking forward to that 
ball not sticking quite as much um, as it has in the past few years. Um, Are you upset? Are you upset at all that that he's not finishing his? It's sad. I think he he. I think he might play his last couple of seasons in Miami as kind of a veteran type presence. As Alonzo Mourning. Yes. Uh, I definitely think, you he's, think he's got up seasons his after the next two. That he's well, that was going to be my question. He'll he'll still be able to like he's not going to you know be able to fucking drive to the hoop or anything like that anymore. But he'll still be able to you know shoot some shots. He's not going to you like if if we resign him just as a as a gesture and he's playing like twenty five minutes a game, just being a good you know, presence and helping usher in. But cause also with it, I don't know this, this is all hypothetical. Uh, it sounds good. Here's it sounds great to hear somebody else rambling and trying to make sense. No, no, no. Here, here you want to make sense of something right now. I fucking love the team that we have right now. I absolutely do. And, okay. and I, you know, hope who are your five going out there opening night. Um, assuming no blood clots. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> were, were you really going to make a, a joke about that? That's a serious fucking condition, and it's a travesty that he's not, he maybe not play another basketball game for the rest of his life. But that assuming that he is healthy, I'm for saying, it, assuming that there's no blood clot yes. issue with Chris Bosch. No, I was yelling at Mullet because it sounded like he was pissed that you took the reference away because he wanted to make a joke. Wow. Well, no, also the way that Tony said it sounded like, like it was dry and sounded like a joke to me. You mean besides the blood clots? It sounds like how dare you? <laughs> just like exactly the way you just said that. It sounded like mullet. Stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, um, Whiteside at the five, which I'm very, ha- I'm so fucking happy that we kept Whiteside. I love Whiteside. Um, he's a he's a significantly better DeAndre Jordan, and no one fucking wants to talk about that. Um, I think he's basically the exact same as DeAndre. Yeah, and now he's being paid like it. That's and fine. His by profile me. is going to rise, I think, to such a level that now I, I think people are going to start to send him to the foul line. I think he's going to become like, like a Drummond or a, well, they did a actually Jordan like that. Yeah. I did just get a notification while we while we were recording breaking news. I guess that um, they're actually going to be tweaking Hackashack rules. So no kidding. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, you know, God willing, I think that vastly increases his value. I would say so as well. Wow. Um, God willing, Bosch would start at the four. Yeah. Um, Winslow. Winslow at the three. Um, Josh Richardson at the two. I'm not really sure who would be at the two. And then point guard. It looks like it's going to be uh, Tyler Johnson, who I'm. So fucking happy that we matched that offer that the Nets had to him. Because I talked about him after the season started last, uh, this past season, how much I fucking just like loved his, his fucking fire and his, and his, and his step, just like a lot of fucking energy. And just, I don't know. I just fucking like the, the way the kid played. I love justice Winslow, Josh Richardson are going to be fucking so good. Um, You've got Dragic coming off the bench. I do. Shit, that's right. Never mind. Switch that. I forgot we have Dragic. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, yeah. we're fine. Everyone chill the fuck out. Two seed, what's up? <laughs> I think that's feasible. I, I think that's feasible. I, I, I wasn't health. kidding when I said it. Assuming uh, health, pre- I think that's feasible. Yeah, our and preview also, podcast in October is going to be so interesting. That's fine. Whatever. Say what you want. Stop it. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, anyone who watched a regular season heat game, much less the playoffs this past season, like Wade stopped the momentum. That and the game got more have. exciting when Josh Richardson was doing something. Exactly. Um, it's I Robert and I talk a little bit about this on picked up um, and I don't want to exactly invoke Ewing theory with Wade because um, I think it's more of an age and 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 where issue um, and just clash of styles with what the team was becoming and what he is as a player right but you know I think Riley knew what he was doing going into this. And he played it as, as well as you could publicly by saying, yeah, this was a bad offseason for us, which it secretly wasn't. No. It was secretly it, fine. Yeah. Um, I am... I, man, I don't want to... Arguably, wanna, they should have kept Dang, arguably. Um, it wouldn't have been feasible at the time that they had to do it, though, because they were still going after Durant, and they needed to sign Whiteside, and it was like... Yeah, the the timing for that was a little yeah. tricky. Um, yeah. It would have been nice to, again, see him, what he would kind of be able to do in a more <clears throat> energetic type <laughs> of offense. Um, but, you know, uh, I mean, I feel like... Uh, you could find another player like Dang. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. I'm maybe a little foolhardily optimistic about this team, but I'm... Like, after... I was sad. I was, it was sad. It was much more of an emotional hit to lose weight, but... Um, yeah. After just kind of taking a breath and looking at what we have, I really think that we're in a better place than we were last year. Rich, I'm going to say something that might sound bold, but I think is correct. That is the most reasoned opinion I've ever heard come out of a Miami sports fan's mouth. <laughs> that is the way, most that's... thoughtful, considered, reasoned opinion I've ever heard come out and of a Miami sports fan's mouth. And that is topping you being also 2 through 10 probably on that same list, but also surprisingly 1 through 5 on the most unreasonable list. Oh, um, all of that is absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, uh... Number two, for the record, is the time that you mad libs through the uh, radio postgame interview of uh, then-Dolphins coach Cam Cameron after an embarrassing loss to the Dallas Cowboys at home. In uh, what ended up being a 1-15 season? Yeah. Is Come that on. right? We were having a good time here, guys. <laughs> Sorry, make... sorry, sorry. Back to the heat. Back to the heat. No, no, no. Hold on. That's the point. They couldn't even do it right. We had tickets to the final game of the season to see the 0-16, and they won the previous week. We couldn't even get tickets to go to history. True. Um, also, while we're on the topic, um, on a more personal note, uh, just mullet. Start planning now because um, the 10-year at this is sad. The 10-year anniversary of that trip trip is next year. Okay, and, well, we're I'm gonna go throw up. Yeah. 
Uh, and Tony and I were talking, and we think we might have to, to make a, a, another trip down there, the three of us. Okay. Yeah, and, we just call, and we call Scott at one point. And we go see a game with Osman. Yep. Down. So down. Let's do it. Yeah. And this time we can actually all drink at the casino. Hey, now. All right. I deserve that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Rich, you feel satisfied talking heat? <sighs> I feel I feel I feel satisfied with everything about the Miami Heat right now. Cool, cool. Uh, uh, can I do thirty seconds on the Mavs and then we'll go to Durant? Sure. Uh, sort of satisfied with what the Mavs have done this off season. Um, seems like a lot of money to pay Harrison Barnes, and it is. Uh, but the Mavs need athleticism more than anything, and versatility in a wing player, which he provides. Um, and signing Andrew Bogut gives them a screen setter and a good defensive anchor to play next to Dirk. Um, and you can never have uh, too many slow-footed, uh, seven-foot white guys in your front court. So, um, super solid. Starting five going into next year. Darren Williams is back. Wes Matthews, Harrison Barnes, Dirk Nowitzki, Andrew Bogut. I think that's. Uh, I think that's probably good enough for the eighth seed, huh? Yeah, probably. Raymond Felton just keeps gaining weight. <laughs> Even as we speak, he's like eating kettle corn. <laughs> he is just developing into quite a blob. Look, Look who's this? he was awesome in that playoff series last year. Yeah. He was like our best backcourt player last year in, in, in the playoffs. It was crazy. He had, a, he had like a 25-point game in our only win. Yeah. Who's this? Uh, who's this tall Indian dude you have on your team? Salah Majri? Uh, no, it's uh, Satnam Singh. Oh God, I'm just as bad as this as any other name. Satnam Singh Barama. I'm not familiar. I'm uh, not familiar with here. the gentleman. Uh, he's seven two. Uh, he's big. He's Indian, and he was your. He was the 52nd pick in the draft last year. He plays for the summer league. Um, he averaged 1.5. He just showed up on the roster for some reason when I Googled it. and I just That's interesting. So it sounds like they're basically bringing in somebody to compete for Salah Majuri's roster spot. Majuri, for uh, those of you who don't know, is like a 7'1". I think he's Tunisian. Tunisian. Yeah. Um, you know, decent defense. Like, you know, obviously can block a lot of shots and uh, rebounds pretty well. Um, but... Again, a slow-footed, you know, a slow-footed seven-footer. Uh, so it sounds like they brought in a guy basically to compete on that same corner. How many slow? How many of these guys do we need? <laughs> I you don't can know. only have twelve active players. How do we need four of those to be slow white guys? And or Julia? No, Zaza is no longer there. Zaza is a is a warrior at this point. Oh, that's right. I, again, I just googled. Dallas Mavericks roster and yep. it shows like the little screen, so I don't know who is yeah. and who's not, but Zaza out. <laughs> um all right. So well let's let's save Durant for last. Other little other ones, of course, Horford to the Celtics. That probably makes the Celtics the second best team in the East, I believe. Maybe. That that's that's uh, my take on it. I think it's pretty compelling, yeah. Because they're also they still have everything in place to where they can still make a move and do something, 
and I think they will, depending on how the season goes. Um, if they feel like they're within striking distance of really competing, they'll probably do something. Um, I think the Celtics are going to have the best defense in the East. I'm going to make that prediction. Yeah. Brad Stevens, this is the year he has to win coach of the year, right? Again, it doesn't mean anything. No, no, it doesn't. But at least for him, that would seem like that's something he should have happen to him probably at some point. So why not get it out of the way early? I think if they win more than like 53 games, he gets it. Yeah. Uh, what else? Who else were some of the biggies? Um, Alan Crabb makes more money than Steph Curry. All right, let's go over this list real quick, boys. Oh, my goodness. Please, <laughs> please read the contracts. Tell me you so have here the are, contracts up. Here are, well, here are 13 NBA signings with no all-star appearances, appearances that will be being paid more than Steph Curry next year. Oh, God. Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Tell me about the Mike Conley deal. Well, he's, well, he's been an all-star team, so he's not even on this list yet. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. Conley has never been on an all-star team? Look it up. Oh, my God. Okay, so we'll add him afterwards. But um, per spot track, whatever that is, Steph Curry will be the 71st highest paid player in the league next year. Incredible. Uh, Chandler Parsons will be making $22.5 million. That's more than LeBron, right? Uh, No. Well, not yet because LeBron still technically hasn't re-signed. Shut your mouth. Nick Batum, $20.9 million. Uh, Ryan Anderson, $18.7 million. Evan Turner, $16.4 million. Oh, my God. Kent Fuck Baysport. that. His Snapchat earned that. <laughs> wait, wait. Rich, go. Evan Turner's Snapchat earned most most of that money, all right? <laughs> Very true. Uh, Kent Bazemore, $15.7 million. Jeff oh Green, $15 million. Go Madge. Jeff uh, Green? Ian Mihamini, $14.9 million. Wait, 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 wait. Say that name again. Ian Mihamini? Rich, you want to help him out? Oh, I got nothing. I've never, I've, I've purposely never said that name out loud. <laughs> Jan Mahimni. Oh, Jan Mahimni. Yes, yeah, he. So that guy's making fourteen point nine million dollars. Uh, Timothy Mozgov, fourteen point nine million dollars. Oh my God. Uh, there was a wonderful tweet. Lakers, was, right? Yeah. What? Lakers. Lakers. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a wonderful tweet that. Uh, Timothy Mozgov will be making as many millions of dollars next year. Next year. As he had points in the playoffs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Total aggregate, fifteen points. I think it was something like that. Uh, Evan Fournier, fourteen point eight million. Go Magic. Oh Jamal Crawford, god. thirteen million. Like he, you know, like that's you know, he feels like he, he's like forty eight years old. He's earned it. Uh, Marvin he, Williams. He won well, sixth man last year. Yeah, twelve point eight million for Marvin Williams. Eric Gordon, 12.4. Aaron Aflalo, 12.2. Uh, let me look. I have another one open up here. Bradley Beal's going to make $25.6 million next year, and he has oh. played uh, more than 70 games once in his career. Uh, you figure DeRozan's making 27.5. Oh, my goodness. Wes Matthews is making 17.1. Michael Kidd Gilchrist making that $13 million a year. I know. Uh, and then don't even forget guys that are already in contracts. Tyson Chandler, 12.4. Ennis Cantor, 17.1. Danilo Gallinari, 15 million. Really? Danilo's on 15? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Keep getting them checks, Danilo. <laughs> yeah. God uh, damn. And then, of course, Mike Conley. Uh, 
who signed the, uh, how do you say it, the, oh yeah, like, the biggest contract in NBA history. Mike Conley. The numbers are like five years, 150, how many million? Oh, come on, Price is Right, I just pulled it up. Okay, I'm going to say 156.5 over five Ooh, years. I'm sorry, you have gone over. Oh, Rich, go bum, for it. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, $1, Chris. Uh, yeah, that is correct, $153 million. <laughs> Imagine if that was the <laughs> Total retail price, $153 million, and you still get to go up with Plinko. Um, <laughs> He's never made an all-star team. That, I'm looking it up, is correct. But, you know, you got to think about the guards that have that have also played in the West at that time. It's not like but, they had a chance to make it. In the 13-14 season, he won the NBA Sportsmanship Award, and that means something, right? Yeah, it means $153 million. <laughs> and he was uh, all defensive second team once. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do we miss anybody? Uh, any other big names? We, we, we talked about Barnes. Um, you guys want to yeah. talk really quick about the Ibaka Oladipo? Um, what I think will come to be known as the Ibaka debacle in Central Florida. Uh, is an interesting trade. Yeah, interesting trade is now. So, I guess that can kind of bleed into Durant. Was that a a move to try to keep Durant, or was that a in case he leaves move by the Thunder? It was an in case he leaves move, right? To try to take somebody a little younger that they feel like can make up for scoring at a certain level of who all was available. That has to be their mindset, right? Because granted, I, I mean, they 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 got they won out on the deal. Like the fucking magic got fucking hosed with everything. But specifically, yeah, well, yeah. specifically thinking about what could happen with Durant, that was the that was their. It wasn't like oh, and with Durant and Westbrook, we'll have that it, piece. That was, wasn't on the line. I don't feel like. I think it was also a little bit of a of a Stephen Adams decision as well. Stephen Adams and Cantor. Yeah, true. They've got their bigs. True. Yeah, Abaka. Uh, you know, Abaka was is bound to sign an even stupider contract than all the ones we just talked about yep. with some team that will pay him next year to do it. Like the fucking who's gonna do that? Like the Suns are gonna do that deal. You know, like Abaka's next deal will allow him to buy where he's from. <laughs> Jesus. That. Oh man, that sounded offensive, but somehow wasn't. I, um, I think it still is. <laughs> that just shows my level of acceptability on what we do and do not say. Oh, absolutely. I'm just going to let that slide uh, and uh, say that I don't really think that getting rid of Ibaka had anything to do with the Durant situation at all. I think they needed to get rid of him regardless. It just made sense, you know, just to try to get the most they could for him. And boy, did they. Holy shit. <laughs> Um, Holy shit! Yeah, it's the poor magic man. How's Robert taking it? I know you guys talked about it on Picked Up recently, yeah. but 
and that like the more and more time passes, it's just like, God, that team was like on the cusp of something, and now, I mean, they did uh, they did get Frank Vogel uh, for their coach. Whatever that's worth, I mean, it's better, better than, than what they had. had. Yeah. And hey, look, if anybody proved that you can win uh, with like three of your best players being power forwards. Um, you know, the Cavs just proved it. So uh, the Magic are going to put it to the test again with uh, Ibaka, Bismack Biombo, and Vucevic, and Vucevic. Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon. And it's like, okay, you're going to have those four guys all, all play how? How does that work? With Jeff Green, who... Right. Is a, is, a, is a big three. And then Fournier, who you just signed a bunch of money. Hazonia, yeah. who you want to give some responsibility to. And Peyton. And Shabazz Napier. Yeah, Shabazz. That's where he went. He's been there for like a year. Oh, yeah, I just, I just forgot about his existence. So is LeBron James. <laughs> That's good. Um, all right, so. It's not beating around the bush. Pau Gasol to the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> no, no, sorry, go ahead. Rest in peace, Tim Duncan. We'll miss you. Um, yeah, Kevin Durant's a warrior. Whatever. Thoughts? <laughs> Are you upset? I'm disappointed. I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. Oh, my God. You sound just like your mother. <laughs> just I don't want to be another talking head that's like you know oh well he said this before and it's just like this situation and you know whatever the biggest takeaway of all those people saying it is I just have a fundamental problem with going to your direct competition right after you had their fucking balls on a rope it just, just, it just fucking feels wrong. It's the, if you can't beat them, join them philosophy shouldn't be a thing in basketball. And I feel like it, it was in this case. That, that, that's my thoughts on it. And again, okay. I'm going to be biased. But, Rich? Yeah, Rich? Um, I get wanting to leave Oklahoma City after nine years. That just makes sense to me. Um, okay, never mind. Just Rich saying that sense that way. Now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my answer. I changed my answer. Just the way you phrase it, I was like, oh, my God, that poor man's been in Oklahoma yeah. City for yeah. nine Let it soak in. Yeah. Go, go, go fucking go see some athletics games and have fun, man. <laughs> you started in Seattle. Like, okay, this is kind of a cool Pacific Northwest city. And all of a sudden, he's in he's in Oklahoma City. It's like, all right, well, we'll make our own fun. Nine years of that. All right. Um, I I get wanting to relocate to an area as kind of hip and trendy as the Bay Area. I get that. Um, I get wanting to situate yourself uh, with a potentially even crazier. 
uh, lineup than you know what the big three was, and that was unheard of and 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 ridiculous at the time. Um, I personally think he could have put every Eastern team in a uh, on a card and put those cards in a bag and picked one out, and he, he would have fucking um, you know guaranteed himself at least being in the Eastern Conference Championship, going toe to toe with fucking LeBron every year. Um, and and giving himself a better shot than he would have in, you know, 88 to 95% of the teams that he could have gone to in the West. He went to the one team that is in that 5%. Um, I mean, like, I'm not miffed or baffled by this. Not, I, I was shocked that it, it was the Warriors. Um, I'm still laughing that the Wizards didn't even get a, a meeting. Like, yeah, it was pretty funny. You, you could have yeah. given them a meeting. You didn't have... Like, once you get in the room, you tell them, look, I just... You know, I'm making my mom happy or whatever. <laughs> Make something up. But you didn't even give them a meeting. Um, but yeah... I I am also coming from kind of the opposite side that you are, Mullet, in that I'm understanding of the situation. It, it's not an easy situation, um, you know, perception-wise. Um, and it looks like it might end up being a big three anyway. <laughs> what do you mean? Depending on the Draymond situation. It's a misdemeanor. Like, he's going to miss a few games. Okay. But, I, I but read you do bring up an interesting point saying that because if the cap, com- if the cap comes in lower than what they're anticipating, you have Curry as a free agent next year, plus however this pans out, you know, like, you don't know. Like, on paper, should it work? Of course. I'd hope so. Three of the four of them are on the fucking Olympics team together or else America's screwed. Um, <laughs> well, because also, like, again, having been very close to the situation of the big three last time um they're they're kind of even more up against the wall because they just broke the regular season record for wins in a season right they're it's it's not going to be possible for them to break that and anything less the first the first time they lose two games in a row it's going to be like the fucking sky is falling because that's just what happens well, see, I think it takes the pressure off. I, I think I, I'd love to hear how. Well, I think that having the wins record takes the pressure off getting the wins record. Because now everybody will understand why they're not chasing it. Everybody will will see that they're like not going balls out during January because, you know, fuck it, it's January. They want to keep some in the tank because they did not keep any in the tank and you saw it take a toll on guys and you know certain guys just had freak injuries you know stuff slipped on a wet spot and bogut had his leg taken out by jr i think and or shumpert maybe you know draymond just just kind of freak injuries weird attraction to hitting guys in the nuts well look draymond has uh you know certain guys are uh, prone to missing time because of injury and certain guys are prone to missing time because of suspension 
And <laughs> Rasheed Wallace. Sorry. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say is like like you have to pencil in Rasheed missing you know five to ten games a season because of just of doing some dumb shit. Draymond is probably the guy who's like you got to count on him missing at least one playoff game because he will get riled up in that kind of a uh, uh, you know like a cauldron. But um, you know, I, want my I don't think they're going for the. Huh? I want my five hundred dollars in nickels when I win. By the way, just want to point this. Oh, it's gonna be great. You will get it. You will get it. Um, but yeah. So I have I agree with Rich, but for additional reasons. Um, basically, um, because of the maximum contract, like the fact that the maximum contract exists. And I certainly didn't create this idea. I mean, this idea is out there. But, like, because the maximum contract exists, you can only pay him a certain amount, and basically every team was willing to pay him that. They would have made whatever moves were necessary to pay him that if he would agree to come. So he he can only make a certain amount of money from basketball, and he's already making more money on his shoe deal. So if you can't derive value in your career from making more, more money. How, how do you derive value from it? And I mean, I guess that one way that you might choose to do it is to try to win titles. And, um, I think that if Durant is looking soberly at like, how do I win titles? You know, how do I become a champion? Like, obviously the best way to do that would be to, join the Warriors. Um, and also, I mean, they seriously have a chance, even if they don't set the wins record again, you know, 74, Jesus. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I think they'll probably win somewhere in the mid-60s. Sure. Um, you know, the mid to high 60s. But I think that even with losing that many games, I think they will have a serious chance to go down as the best team ever depending on if they're able to come together, which obviously is not a given. They're going to be undersized, and they're going to lack yeah, depth. Yeah. And uh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. I mean, there are teams that are going to be a very serious problem for them, um, including the Spurs, who are still very big and have a guy that can D up Durant in uh, defensive player of the year, Kawhi Leonard, and former finals most valuable player, Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, the Spurs are not playing around. Um, you know, so I still think that there's a challenge out there. But I mean, if you're Durant, you got a chance to get the hell out of Oklahoma City and go play on what might be the best team ever for the same amount of money. Wouldn't you do it? I mean, I think I'd do it. It's. Just, I mean, I, if I was in the same position, of course I would. I'd be stupid not to say I wouldn't, but there's just, and I want to like be in agreement with the old timers, but there's just something fundamentally uncompetitive about it. So, if not Oklahoma City, if not Golden State, where? I would have been fine. I would have been better with it in Miami, or been better with it at. I'm not going to say San Antonio, but like Boston. Like those were the other two that I feel like he, those were the other two that he met with, right? There were five teams he met with. 
You met with Boston, Golden State, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and Miami. Miami. Like Golden, like like Tony said earlier, to go out east and be guaranteed that Eastern Conference Finals on that team, especially with the Horford thing, because I feel like they could have pulled those both off with what they had to work with and whatever and what all the different pieces they have. Yeah, there's not a lot of salary on that team. No, I I feel like that would have been an intriguing option. Uh, Miami, especially if the the Dwayne Wade thing was happening, to be along Whiteside and that young team would have been a similar situation to Oklahoma City, but you're getting your big city living and also getting um, out, out to the east. And then you can say San Antonio would be just as bad as Golden State, but that franchise also just has a, a different stigma of, you know, of sacrifice and a, a team camaraderie, you know, besides this bullshit strength and numbers crap. That also didn't directly just fucking beat you three games in a row to make it to the NBA Finals. Um, the thing that Tony brought up that I want to bring up was I pulled up the Golden State roster because I was just curious from everything because I know they've lost a lot of their bench, and you can argue that their bench... Their bench won them game one of the finals. Absolutely. Like, their bench won game one. And their oh. bench kept them in yeah. game five? Yeah. Yeah, their bench kept them in game five. Livingston and Barbosa were just awesome. Yeah, and they kept Livingston. Uh, they picked up that option, which which I think was key and was good. Well, but, it was a small option. It was, it was, it was, it was a great deal for the Warriors. Yeah, with everything else going on, yeah. Um, so the starting five, Curry, Durant, Draymond... Uh, Clay, and then I guess you'd assume it'd probably be Pachulia now, or are they still trying Iggy out there, or he well, the bench. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people saying that the five is going to be uh, Curry, Thompson, uh, Iggy, Durant, and Draymond. That's which, insane. Which is, I mean, it's it's a crazy lineup. Uh, the worst player in that lineup is a Finals MVP. I'm not even talking about insane in terms of talent. I'm like, Durant's the tallest guy out there at 6'9". No, Durant is 6'11". Yeah. Come on. He's listed as 6'9". Well, that's... that is very cute. <laughs> he is He is at least 6'11". He's probably 7 feet in shoes. I'm just, ESPN, you'd be fucking up then. Um... But their bench is now Livingston. So let's say Livingston, Zaza, Vera Zhao, David West, who's the biggest bitch of them all. What, the ring hunting? Yeah. You were upset about him in uh, San Antonio last year? Yeah, well, no. It was a. Like, it almost felt noble last year. No, it's no just, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't differentiate the ring hunting. You can't say that, like, oh, it would be more morally virtuous of, you know, David West or of, you know, Durant, you know, to go play in San Antonio. I think that's just as much a guarantee. The difference is that David West had, I think, like a ten or twelve million dollar contract option with a team and turned it down to be a part of the Spurs as his career was winding down, and that didn't work out. So now he'll just go somewhere else. For the same amount of money, I was talking about from a salary aspect. It was it was that way last year. Um, he still sacrificed a lot of money. I mean, 
I mean, I don't know that you can really shit on a guy, you know, for leaving that much money on the table to go try to win a title. I wouldn't blame him. No. Should I probably do the same thing? The rest of this bench is straight garbage. <laughs> it's, it's Who else I got? When, when James McAdoo is the player I know, there's something wrong. Ian Clark, Damian Jones, Kevon Looney, Patrick McCaw. I'm sorry, it's Kevin Looney. Oh, I just I, it's spelled differently. Um, yeah, that's not Leandro Barbosa and Andrew Bogut and uh, uh, Harrison Barnes and who Spates. else? Spates. Spates, who grant like Spates would just randomly get ten points out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, can Kevin Looney do that for you? Nope, but probably Kevin Durant can. It's like a three-time scoring champion, right? It's true. I, I don't know, man. I, Think I of how I'm, many open shots Clay Thompson is going to get next year. Clay Thompson has got to have the biggest boner out of this whole deal because he's like, "All right, I already got paid." He has, he has now, to build that boner up when he left the court without uh, shaking anybody's hands, and you know, when he was in the the back. So that's you know what? Didn't see Game 7. You didn't watch Game 7? No, I was at a oh. Flight of the Concords show. Oh, I've seen it like 17 times. Do you want me to do a play-by-play for you? That's all right. <laughs> um, that's all right. Yeah, no, that, and that's one thing I will give, like, as I, I don't hate Steph Curry. Like, it's impossible to hate Steph Curry. He's the most frustrating player to watch when your team is going up against him. But, you know, he's a fucking respectful, you know, professional person. So for him and Draymond to stay back and congratulate everybody, you know, of course is cool and great. But for Clay Thompson to putter off like a, a little whiny mopey bitch, you know, shows you, shows you how people are. But um, I just, again, it's going to be my bias, but I see this having some growing pains and I see them having trouble with, like you said, the Spurs and seeing them have trouble with teams that can contest them at times in fundamental basketball areas that are proven to win. So. Speaking yeah, of which. Year, oh, no, go sorry, ahead. go ahead, Rich. No, no what were you saying? Well, I was going to say, um, I think the Warriors are going to be uh, pretty vulnerable now with uh a lot of pretty strong bench units uh, out in the West. Uh, San Antonio, obviously, probably chief among them. Um, but then, you know, the Thunder don't have a joke of a bench. Um, I don't know. There are uh, some interesting ones. Nobody talks about the Clippers on this pod, which I love, because fuck the Clippers. I think that's, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Fuck the motherfucking Clippers. Um, fuck the Clippers. I, I, I hate all of their players. <laughs> I hate all of them. I could yeah. only hate them more if they traded for Wade and Rondo. <laughs> um, and there's an f- interesting article on CBS Sports that's um, seven, seven veteran minimum options the Warriors can add to their roster to round it out. And I started reading it, and like I got a fucking really bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, if these are options, and that immediately turns it around. Like a guy like Randy Foy, who's like, a ten-year veteran that's never bad, but you know certainly better want... than Ian Clark. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like Norris Cole, you know, or yeah. fucking Alonzo Gee, like players like that. It's like, oh, so those are on the table, you know, and there's other ones on here kind of crazy. Alonzo like, Gee scares you? <laughs> compared to fucking Kevin Looney? Looney's at least played in the finals. Who is Kevin Looney? He was on the team last year. He did not play in the finals. I bet he got a garbage time minute. <laughs> a minute? <laughs> he's, a, he's, a club, he's a club trillionaire? Oh my god, this guy looks dumb as hell. Um, but I think we should probably start wrapping it up. Um, yeah. Before we do, uh, got a couple more things. One, um, just uh, shout out um, to to uh, um, Tim Duncan, who is retiring, um, and just announced his retirement. And and um, you know, hell of a player. I also love the fact that you can just compare and contrast the retirements of, of Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan in the same season. And it like literally just, it says everything that you need to know about the two people as, as players and individuals encapsulates it all. And to, uh, to compare it to our blank slate, Tim Duncan didn't have a shitty ghostbusters commercial. So no, in fact, he had probably like one of the best footlocker commercials. Yeah. And a um, great um, edge edge pro shaving gel commercial. That it feels like they aired that commercial for like seven years. I'm sure they did. <laughs> really it was probably really... until the admiral retired. Like Edge just kept coming around to their ad agency. Like, no, this is a solid commercial. Yeah. I think we're gonna roll with this because that's what Tim Duncan does. Just consistency for Sells an extended period shave of time. Gel. Um, yeah. No, we're happy with these numbers. Let's keep running with it. Um, and also, man, now that we got all that other bullshit out of the way, let's talk about the Eastern juggernaut that is the New York Knicks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, so the Knicks next year are going to run out Rose. Who at the two? Somebody help me out. Uh, I don't know. And then the, uh, Mello, Porzingis, and Noah. And Noah. Yeah. Uh, that's oh a God. playoff team. Absolutely. I mean, In that's certainly year. better than Charlotte. Well, you you hate all over Charlotte, man. <laughs> it might be better than Atlanta. Might At be least. now. Yeah. It's a depressing situation. Yeah, Atlanta's really. Well, the two I don't know. Guards on, the two guards on the Knicks are Langston Galloway, oh, okay, Justin yeah. Holiday. No. Oh, it's probably going to be Courtney Lee. Yeah, Lee or Galloway, probably. Yeah, he's making Lee's making $11 million a year. But well, hey, consider everything else. That's, again, it's not a bad contract anymore. Yeah. Think every, think what everybody else is making. Um, oh, oh, Brendan Jennings, too. Who they got for five million a year, which is I think is fair. Yeah. So yeah, if I mean he'll probably actually they'll put him at the two. That's a better fit for him anyway. Yeah, that's that's they might be the fucking four or five seed. Yeah, throw another shoe first guard out there with Mello and Rose. Hey. Oh my god, know. the Knicks, the fucking the Knicks Bulls games are gonna be fucking. <laughs> 
absurd. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like there are two pairs of teammates who have uh, changed teams. Uh, and it's uh, Barnes and Bogut are both mm-hmm. now at Dallas and uh, Rose and Noah with the Knicks. And I got to say, I am much more intrigued about those Knicks-Bulls matchups, man. Those are going to be fun. Especially when Rose has to come back here. Noah is probably more beloved than Rose is here, I'd say. I'd say. Yeah. He has more FaceTime with the city. Yeah. I mean, he certainly played in the last five years. Just in the, the short amount of time that I've been here, I've definitely seen more pictures of just like Noah in just like random sports bars and stuff. Than, than, or and just like in out and about, just like promotional stuff than than Rose. Yeah, he seems like a much nicer, cooler guy. Well, I mean, I mean, we can at least speak towards Noah that yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he was he was probably out drinking, hanging out with people, trying to score some weed. You know, just <laughs> being Noah. And now we can just do more of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting 2017, and we'll discuss that uh, in October real quick. Uh, before, as of right now, give me your your 2016-2017 NBA Finals matchup. Actually, uh, do we have odds on – do we have any Vegas odds? Uh, let's find it. 2017 while you do that, we can give our finals. Yeah, I, have, I already pulled it up. I got it right here. Okay. Uh, so the opening odds, I'll do opening odds versus uh, current odds. Uh, so I'll go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'll go 10 through one. So number 10 are the Miami Heat at 25 to one. No way. Oh, I'm sorry. These are out of order. Oh, damn it. That sucks. Uh, for the most part, they're out of order. Uh, so the, the 10 they have listed here, um, the Bulls are 40 to 1. The Hawks are 40 to 1. The Heat are 25 to 1. The Raptors are 25 to 1. The Celtics are 20 to 1. Hmm. Clippers are 16 and 1. The Thunder opened at 8 to 1. Now they've moved to 30. And one, uh, the Spurs were six to one. They're now eight to one. Cleveland opened. It is staying at five to two. Golden State opened at three to two. They are now at two to three odds. That is crazy. Boy, with the odds, I think I take San Antonio. They were eight to one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Miami- think that's where I put my money. Miami opened at twenty five to one rich. They're now at eighty to one. That's ooh. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. Eighty Here's is interesting. One. Yeah. I love this one. That's it's never gonna happen, but I like the Timberwolves at a sneaky sixty to one. Wait, the T Wolves are, are are more favored than the Heat? Yeah. Yeah. So are that's the Pelicans. Crazy. Uh Boy. I think we should um we should talk about some stuff off air. <laughs> Gonna bet some some Your Majesties. <laughs> Gonna make a trip uh, to Vegas. 
the two long shots have stayed the same. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are at a thousand to one. They were previously three hundred to one, and the Brooklyn Nets were previously five hundred to one. They are now a thousand to one as well. They, they should be ten thousand to one. Yeah. <laughs> you could give me a million to one. I wouldn't give you a dollar on the Nets. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and the Hornets went from 80 to 1 to 300 to 1. So there you go, Tony. You've been vindicated with the numbers. <laughs> oh, and also the Bulls. I'm sorry, I said the Bulls were 40 to 1 earlier. They have dropped to 101. So there you go. Alrighty, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Blank Slate. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Check us out on arcadeaudio.net along with the other shows in our network. Uh, the easiest way for you to get your blank slates, because they do come out uh, whenever we have a topic to discuss, is to, is to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, leave us a review in five stars. You can also subscribe to the podcast uh, in the Google Play Store or Stitcher Radio. Hit us up with an email, blankslatepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Blank Slate Pod, and also follow us now on Facebook. The Blank Slate Facebook page is live. Um, get some great information there about the show. You can follow me at your host Mullet on Twitter. Follow Rich. Rich like Cammy on Twitter. Rich Cammy four on Instagram. Garlic now forty four on Snapchat. Also, Garlic leave us not. a review and five stars, and Mullet will eat clams. I can you amend that. I still don't have anything, so I don't know why I amended it. <laughs> I'll eat a clam is what I said. Oh, that's going to be gross. Tony, any plugs? Um, I'm just going to echo all the stuff you guys said about the stars on iTunes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I tweet very infrequently at Tony Colt. And uh, if y'all need a small business lawyer in Chicago, look me up. The Absolutely. realest plug anyone has. <laughs> That's you a straight up plug for my business. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, if that's all, uh, Rich, do you have any final thoughts? Man, where are you going to go to order just one clam? I'll find I'll figure it out. You just got to go to like a buffet that has clams. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, good. <laughs> buffet, buffet clams. Buffet <laughs> clams. <laughs> God band name, buffet clams. Uh, <laughs> please, please, please do it in the Midwest where you're sure they're fresh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Tony, any final thoughts? No, that's all. God bless you, Tim Duncan. Yes, God bless you. God bless, God bless you, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love, and Matthew Delvin, and Timothy Mozgov, and J.R. Smith, and J.R. Smith's shirt. I'm going to buy that J.R. Smith shirt that's his chest as a shirt when it is released. Oh, my God. Does it have all, like, the tattoos and everything as well? Yeah, they're making a J.R. Smith tattoo shirt. That's Actually, incredible. Yeah, well, let me look and see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, there it is. J.R. Smith well, for... Well, don't get it's... it for yourself. Christmas is coming up. Jesus. All right, well, you guys know what to get me. It's on <laughs> freshbrewedtees.com. All right, good. Uh, if you got it's a thirty-five dollar T-shirt. That's us. <laughs> Fresh Brew Tea is going to sponsor the pod. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I would never wear this. Oh, <laughs> uh, for Tony and Rich, this is Mullet signing out for the blank slate. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch you later. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.